0: And the ones that were doing okay before now are doing brilliantly. Visit CTC Math today and start your free trial. That's ctcmath.com. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Do you want a more intimate walk with God? Are you tired of trying to hear God? and hearing only silence each week your host Felice Skirwitz is prepared to inspire you and equip you on your journey towards deepening your relationship with God listen hear and follow the Lord's will in your life and you will be blessed friends and welcome. My name is Felice Gerwitz and this is episode 217. Today we're going to talk about family transformed. You can find today's show notes at a few minutes with God podcast.com. And I want to give a shout out to our sponsor CTC math. This is a wonderful math curriculum for kids K through 12. You can find out more information at ctcmath.com. And please give me a rating on your favorite podcast app. Your ratings help us get found. And we want to share the good news with everyone we can. Well, today we're going to talk about families. And again, in the previous episodes, we talked about a lot of things um, to renew us in faith. You know, we talked about seeing God in nature and having an at-home retreat, which is something you can do with your family as well. And, you know, how we we could serve the Lord. And one way to serve the Lord is actually to share, you know, podcasts that you enjoy with others. And then the previous one um, was heart transformed in the Lord. And one of the ways I shared with you to do that is to have, different scriptures that you can go to at times when you need that infilling. And now I wanted to talk to you about sharing this with your family. And, you know, family dynamics are often very difficult. And I would tell my family that God put us all together for a reason. And my daughter has her handful with eight little ones, you know, well, they're 16 down to three. And I was over there the other day, and um, she had gone to run an errand, and I was with all the kids waiting um, as she came home, and they are a handful. You know, they vie to see who can be the funniest and, you know, do kid antics, which are typical of kids. But one of the things I noticed, not just in my grandkids, but in all families, is that we can see the faults in others so much easier than we can see the faults in ourselves. And that's one of the things that happens within families. Did you know when we focus on ourselves first, the opposite of what we've been taught, we get our own spiritual house in order, then the rest of our family will see that change and want to be a part of what you are. St. Paul reminds us in Colossians 3, 1-4, so if you've been Raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on the things that are on the earth. For you have died and your life is hidden, with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. Think about that verse. And when we realize what is the focus and what our hearts should be focused on, we will learn to have that peace that surpasses all understanding. When your family is at peace, when we can serve the Lord as a group. We all get along so much better. I taught my children that God put us together as a family On purpose, and that there were no mistakes in the Lord's plan for family life. Each person was uniquely selected to be together because of what they could learn from each other. And it's a beautiful thing when it works the way God designed. If we focus on the things of above, we are so much happier. And it's difficult, right? Because the kids still have to do math, and they still have to do other subjects, and they have to learn to read. And they have to learn to do their chores and all of the things that we do as a family to keep going and to keep the family united. You know, it'd be wonderful to just sit around and think of the things above. But at some point, we have to stop and make a meal. You know, which brings us to the story of Martha and Mary. And if you ask little kids who did what was right, everyone's going to say Martha because she had the servant's heart because she was preparing the meal. And there was Mary, lazy, sitting at the feet of Jesus. But yet the scripture tells us the opposite, that Mary had it right, because she was putting the words of God first. The best teacher is the example we set. If we want our family to read the Bible, we need to read the Bible. If we want our family to be more like Mary, we have to be more like Mary. If we want our family to pray, we need to lead them in prayer. Years ago, I wanted my husband to be the spiritual leader of our home, and he is so many things and so amazing in so many ways, but not in the way that I wanted him to be as the spiritual leader. I wanted him to lead the Bible studies we had and the prayer sessions we had as a family, and while he contributed to these, he is not a leader. So we became co-leaders. I would initiate the studies, and he and I would contribute to the discussion. I had to get over what I wanted to see in my family. And if you have a husband um, or a father who is a leader and, you know, leads worship or leads studies within the home, that is such a blessing. But we all have to work within our strengths, don't we? We have to work in the way and in the gifts that God gave us and not be so consumed about how we expect it to be set up. Sometimes we get upset because things don't go our way. And rather than that, if God has given you that impetus to do something, just do it. Don't box yourself up with your own ideas, but rather what works best in the dynamics of your family. And here's the cardinal rule. Never, never compare your family to other families. That will surely set you up for failure. And never, never compare your kids to each other as well. Many people put up a good front when everything is falling apart. So we cannot judge by their exteriors and we should not be judging anyway. That is up to God. Focus on your own family, friends, and it will be so much easier. Here are some simple things that I want to recommend to you and feel free to do none of these things or all of them or add to this list. And if you don't have a young family, you can start and do this yourself. And the first is start by giving thanks. By doing this, we are giving God all the glory. Colossians four, 4 states, When Christ, who is your life, is revealed, then you will also be revealed with him in glory. That is enough for us to rejoice daily. And Family prayer is important. You can start out basic with a meal, uh, a prayer before meals, and you say thanks to God and keep it brief. Have a nighttime routine that includes prayer. We try to get together for a Sunday meal each week, and when all the grandkids are over, we say a family prayer together. And if it's someone's birthday, one of the kids will normally uh, speak up and pray a special blessing over that person. And it's really wonderful to see that the children are taking that initiative all on their own. Again, by demonstrating this as a family, they pick up on things that are much better than just trying to teach them or tell them. We have to show by example it's so important. The third is to encourage each member of the family to have their own time to pray. When my kids were little, I knew that if I did not start with prayer and reading the Bible in my own room, that it would not be a good day. And sometimes, um, this was when I only had two children, they were, I think, four and six, and they would come bursting into my room in the morning and want me to get up. And I was sitting there with a cup of coffee, I already had been up while they were sleeping, and wanted to escape for a little bit of time of prayer. And sometimes, you know, they would pester me enough where I would just leave everything and go. And they realized that if they just gave mom her quiet time, she was so much happier. And they realized that on their own. And then when I was done with prayer time, I would come out and I would often find them in their own rooms with their Bible. They were copying what I was doing. Again, demonstrating to our children and our families is so much better. The fourth is participate in helping. Whether it's to each other or contributing to the family needs, it is important. We should all contribute, whether it's helping to make meals, cleaning up, or helping as needed. Some families are very organized in this way. But participating together as a family teaches our children a servant's heart. Of giving of their time and self not just to clean up their own room but to help to do other things sometimes my kids would surprise me and fix my bed that was such a blessing it was so wonderful and I did make a big deal about it another thing to do as a family is to participate in ministry outside of the home volunteering visiting the elderly you know a neighbor you know, making food for someone in need—all of these things—and I only listed five there for you, but there are so many more things that you can do. And again, it depends on your family; it depends on the size of, you know, your family. Some of you um, who are older are involved in ministries. God bless you for continuing on that way. It's so easy to just say, "Oh gosh," you know, I'm getting older; I can't do anything; I need to sit at home, and that may be important. But it's also important, even if you're going to church to pray for others, being a prayer warrior can transform families. Talk to your family members and add to this list. Do you have a list of people that you pray for each day? You know, as our children grew up and left home, we had a big gap in our lives. And my husband and I found that, you know what, we were no longer praying together at night because our routine had changed. When our children were younger, it was so much easier. We would all gather together and pray. And then it was just the two of us. So we began a new habit, and that was to pray together. For any of you who have children, you always think you'll have so much time when your kids grow up, but soon we find that our lives change, and often we become busier because we start filling up those empty spaces doing other things. So we must make time to pray. That has to be a priority. If you are alone in your home and have a good prayer life, that is wonderful. Now invite a friend to pray with you. I pray with my friends often. Sometimes it's someone sends me a text message, so I try immediately to text them back. Sometimes it's in church. Sometimes it's a friend in need. I am part of several email prayer group chains that send out prayer requests. Sometimes we can't read them all, but we can just say, Lord, everything in that email, please, Lord, I intercede for them. I set up a Facebook group many years ago, a few minutes with God, for prayer requests. I was used to, um, you know, having people ask me for prayer, so I asked them to go there so we could all pray for them. And many times people would post over there and also list their prayer reports, and it's still available for you if you want to do that. And that is really the crux of a transformed family. That is, you will have so many praise reports. A praise report is where we thank God for the blessing in our lives. Recently, my son was hit by a falling object that was a large, uh, large, and it was metal, and it fell off of a single-story roof. And the injury could have been so bad, but it turned out that while it bled profusely and I had to help him wash the dried off blood on the back of his head, the damage was minimal. It was just a scrape is what it turned out to be. It was a miracle. It didn't have any swelling, no concussion, no brain damage or worse. So thank you, Lord. And I'm thanking God publicly in this podcast for that blessing. If you think about it each day, you can come up with so many ways to thank the Lord and to praise him in his name, but it takes time to stop and to think. What do you do when you enter a church? Is it a time to be social or is it a time to listen and pray? Can we pray and be social? Of course, but I feel that often church is used as a social outlet rather than a time of worship. Going to church for me is a time to get on my knees for as long as I am able and begin by thanking and praising God and asking His forgiveness for the ways that I have offended Him and petitioning Him in prayer. However you serve to worship is an individual choice, but we should all spend time praising, thanking God, and praying for others, especially our families. And I will pray for a transformation of your family whether it is big or small. And this week, I challenge you to work within your own family, no matter how big or small, and make positive changes. Small to begin with, and grow as your family grows and adapts to a time of prayer, worship, and growing close to the Lord. I pray this is a blessing to you and your family. Amen. Thanks for listening to the podcast, A Few Minutes with God. Please visit Fleece on our website, AfewMinuteswithGod.com, and your podcast page on A Few Minutes with God There you will find the show notes for today's episode. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network.